This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. bell tolls for yet another managerial casualty at Huddersfield Town. Welcome to Andy Takes That Chance, episode 37, Dead Jan Walker. One, two, three. Jan Siever has left Huddersfield Town after a record of one win, three draws, 15 defeats in 19 games. Is it good timing or seven months down the pan? Town have now won four games in their last 55, not one on a Saturday since April 2018, and haven't come from behind to win a game since beating Preston at home since Easter 2017. Joining me, Matt, to talk about this in more detail is Richard Kozikosmala. We'll get fired into the new manager and the game's past and present, amongst other things. Right, Cosy, a good, a good place to start would be the Fulham game. Uh, Fulham on Friday night. On yeah. the Sky cameras, happy days. Back on Scotland, it's like we've never been away from the Premier League. A Premier League fixture last year. And the stats bear pretty ugly reading for Huddersfield. Uh, I thought for 20 minutes in that game, in the first half, we did all right. Um, a little bit of possession here and there. Lewis O'Brien breaking in the box, had a, had a chance and checked back instead of getting the shot off. A couple of little things, but other than that, we're probably clutching a little bit. Possession shows 65% to 35% to Fulham. They've dominated possession. Shots, Huddersfield had one on target, which they scored from. Uh, six shots overall to Fulham, 17. Uh, fouls, pretty even. Uh, and Fulham had more corners as well. So a dominant performance, I guess, from Fulham. As Scott Parker said, they dominated for 90 minutes. Disagree with that. I thought for 20 minutes we were okay. But for, for a good seven, over an hour, 70 minutes, Fulham, we're only going to win that game, Cosy. Totally agree. I thought, uh, I, I think back in the cast, I'm sure the second half was, I think they had it, what, 8 to 20 or something like that, Fulham had. Yeah, yeah. I thought first half, I just thought half time, was it, it was just a matter of could Fulham turn up? Fulham surely couldn't be as bad as that second half. I thought, you know, surely they're going to come up with a bit more than that. I was quite shocked how poor they were, to be honest with you, because. A lot of impressive names on the back of the shirts, a lot of, you know, kind of 
transfer fees paid, but as we know with our uh, kind of ailing squad, it's not about your, you know, how much you pay, it's about what they do. So yeah, no surprise whatsoever. Uh, probably the only surprise uh, was that we uh, we equalised and uh, what a great goal it was too. A bit of luck that Jan kind of lacked. Obviously, I suppose we've had uh, goal line technology for a bit now, so... But it was quite far over, to be honest, wasn't it? I don't know who thought at the time. I thought he was touching I thought goal. Clawed, I thought he clawed it away. Or I wasn't yeah. really jumping up and down. Brilliant header, wasn't it? Yeah. Who put the cross in? I must admit. Do you I know what? Uh, I give this guy nice stick. Flo Hadajanai is a footballer. I think he's been poor this season, but that was a cracking ball that he put in. Yeah. And uh, right on Carlin Grant's head, I thought Carlin Grant was really poor up until that moment as well. Um, really isolated. A lot of problems of his own making. But... That's why you have him in the side every week because you put the ball in the box and he's going to pop up. You know that's essentially why you need to play Carl and Grant. Um, good header. It, it seemed to where because we were sat together, weren't we? Yep. And it just seemed to loop in slow motion. It was almost like a slow mode. You know where they replay it. You know as it's going over the line on on Sky, and it looked like Bettinelli had saved it. Um, but when you looked at it back, he, he missed it with his arms. It's hitting, I think, post chest bit of both, and it's quite far over the line. So it's. Interesting. It's good. It, it shows that technology works, doesn't mm. it? That's. I'm not a fan of, of VAR so far in the Premier League, but I think that goal line technology is top class uh, and it leaves you in no mm. doubt as to whether the ball's crossed the line. But such is my kind of... I think it's just because you've, we've took so many blows, punch after punch, such is my... I'm just punch drunk like pretty much everyone else. And although we equalised, I just thought... And we'll come on last night, obviously, later on, but I just thought... Instead of thinking, right, we're going to win it, I just thought, we'll find a way to lose this. We'll lose. And for, for a couple the, of minutes, we were all right after that. Yeah, the, play, yeah. the players seemed to pick themselves up and we had we had to go. And then Fulham just took the ball, knocked it around a couple of times at the back and just yeah. took the sting out of us so quickly. I mean, what a goal. The quality would ridiculous. be lit on the goal. And we've just got, obviously, you know, that was a quality goal, to be fair to ours. But I suppose that's what you pay the big bucks for. As soon as, I mean, obviously, we were at a bad angle, weren't we? Top tier, the uh, Riverside. But as soon as he bent it, obviously... We didn't know where it was going to end up, but we had a feeling, didn't we? And yeah, I just watched a, the keeper. It was a it yeah. was a blow for me as well because yeah. all, all summer I really, really desperately wanted to to sign Cavaliero, and he's obviously if it's if it's a choice between us and Fulham, he's going to pick Fulham. Um, but it was disappointing to see him, you know, bend that one into the top mm. corner. Great finish, and to be honest, he hadn't really impressed me up until that point last night uh, or that night. He. Um, he, he seemed a little bit off it. I thought Fulham were a little bit off it. Yeah, in, I thought knockout would have knockout normally brilliant against us. I thought he had a, a really poor game, and you know there were times where you just kind of looked and what's Bobby Reid's new name? He's got an amazing kind of counter uh, name. It sounds like a, a province in Spain. Yeah, it's like Dick I mean, over. But it's not bad when you can bring guys like that on as well. But yeah, and it was all very predictable, really. Uh, I mean, the feeling around the the grounds in other before the game and. You know, everybody were just knowing that Jan were a dead man walking. It were flat. Or dead Ever- Jan walking. Yeah, as I, as I said, yeah. yeah. Well done there. Got that one in. Yeah, but I have to keep getting that. And I don't get many good ones. I just thought, yeah, everybody knew that we probably wouldn't win. But all people wanted to see with a bit of fight after the debacle against Lincoln City. I think we got that. But ultimately, we were just not as good as them. And uh, yeah, no one really where we were sat. Well, there was no real anger, was there? To be honest, it was almost accepted. And I think obviously Phil. Well, his, his eyes obviously tells you everything we needed to know, so it was no surprise. It was lined up. It, it, do you think Jan Ziva, right decision for you? Yeah, and you know what? I would have given him the start of the season. Now, I've had a lot of non-town fans coming to me, well, why didn't they you know, get rid of him in the summer and things like 
you know, that as well. They could have given the new man. And there is an argument for that, isn't there, the sports? But I, I just felt that he had, he had a chance, I think, to try and do something a little bit different. And I think what, what was quite surprising to me is that the pre-season games, again, you, you've said it a few times, Matt, when we recorded some of these earlier ones, you don't read too much into the pre-season. But I was kind of buoyed a little bit by it. We were, you know, winning games and kind of at least, you know, forming a little bit of a, you know, structure. But yeah, as soon as the first game, it was so brittle as confidence. We've lost so many games. It's, but yeah, it was, I felt, I'm, I always feel sorry for people. I mean, I'm not as ruthless as others would do. I'd be no good as like a, no, a chief no, exec. No. But when I saw it, when I, I, I mean, we were stood, sorry, we were sat obviously above him and I, I just took a look at him when Mitch, Mitch and, and uh, God, what's his name? Who scored the goal? They were running off towards the away end, and I felt I felt for Jan because we knew that was it, didn't we? We knew it. We as soon as he walked down the tunnel, that was it. You knew that's yeah. the last time you're going to see him. We we, we yeah. knew. Everyone knew that that was Jan's chance, yeah, you know, last chance yeah. gone. And I feel for the guy. I genuinely really liked Jan Ziva as a uh, as a mm-hmm. and the way he talked about football. He talked he talked a good game, and he just couldn't mm-hmm. get that across. But I did a. Did he do his interview on Sky? Sorry, Matt. Did he do his no, interview on no, Sky no, after? No. No. Well, didn't do there one. we go. Just pretty much packed his that. bag and yeah, went back to Germany right. straight away. But I, I did a little bit for the Huddersfield Examiner um, about whether it was. It was just a. a, a it's like I wrote an article, but it wasn't really. It was just the fan panel stuff. And uh, essentially, what, what I thought at the time, and I, I still do, is that uh, Stephen Chicken did a good article sort of saying Jan Ziva the right man at the wrong time and I, I kind of concur a little bit like that because he's he's a really incredibly inexperienced manager even less so than David Wagner you know he's got less less of a playing career to draw back on less of a coaching career as well and he was parachuted into an impossible situation at the wrong time I at the time I, I remember me saying the three men I wanted at the time were Peter Sturger Stefan Bongart and Philip Cuckoo, I think, were the three. Once, you know, so it, it needed a, like I keep saying, it needed a manager, not a coach. Somebody to steer is out of choppy waters, if you like. And once the players had turned, which was quite quickly, it's only going to be a matter of time before the fans and your board follow suit. And, and all of a sudden, there's a witch hunt against the manager. He had seven months to put a stamp on the squad. And we kept mentioning it, because he on this pod as well, that whereas he might not have been adequately supported in, in the transfer window, if you like, he failed to really galvanise, re-energise a team. They they didn't look, they didn't get any form of bounce or any anything like that. And you could argue that he's misused the time in the Premier League as well because he seemed to be chucking players into strange formations and strange systems. And really what he probably should have been doing is, is, bedding, is bedding stuff down rather than, rather than just flittering and going back and forth. And everything just seemed so wishy-washy. And I, I just felt like it maybe, you know, his inexperience meant that he'd misused the time in the Premier League, when he kept saying, "I'm going to learn." Remember your rank, Cosy. We were saying, we, "I need to now learn about these players," and that was like April time. It's like he should have already known about those players quite quickly, and he should have been bedding those players into a system, and a style that would have got the best out of them. But he never did that. He just kept chopping, changing. Danny brought Danny Williams on for five seconds. There were just so many little flags, red flags going up all the time. Mm. And for me, he misused that time, and I'm sad to see him go because. You don't like it when something doesn't work, but there's so many red flags along the way when you sort of look back and you kind of kid yourself, don't you, over pre-season that the players look happy and everyone seems okay. And um, But obviously, like I say, you can't read, read too much into it. But Jan Ziva for me, um, 
good luck to the guy. I hope he I hope he goes on to have a good career. But when Tommy Elphick said after he'd gone that it's going to take two to three years to bed in Jan Zivert's philosophy, you don't get that luxury in football, I'm afraid. No, I totally agree. I think the thing that really shocked me, I mean, we've seen obviously so many town managers come and go, but I've very rarely seen dissent, just obvious, clear dissent things. I mean, there's obviously well-documented, we've heard, you know, Phil Billings' comments and and others, you know, about maybe how they've been treated in the backroom staff, but incredible, I, I thought... Bakuna, you know, throwing his top about. We had Bakuna quick, had a shocker against yeah, Fulham. It was I, shocking. Another. Almost like you were saying, it's almost like he's trying to get him sacked. I mean, you you yeah. said that, didn't you? Yeah, there's I mean, the, incredible. Like players look like they're yeah. playing to get the manager sacked with some of the performances. But should he have been brought for half time, Matt? We were he saying it. Played, mate. He shouldn't have played. After, after QPR and previous ones as well against Derby, he shouldn't have been on the field. And then Pritchard, I mean, when he went off, he kind of Jan tried to shake his hand and he just brushed him off. He was just clear. Mm. Mutiny, really, and that as well. I didn't think Congolo were putting it all in big call, maybe, but I didn't think he would, you know, running and sprinting as fast as he could. Maybe that were a bit deceptive, but he were clear. I, I was quite shocked, really, just thinking, wow, I'm, I'm seeing from you my eyes. You got to Van Instagram post yeah. as well, and half the squad are liking this this post as yeah. well, which again is just not on for. But what we're dealing with, I mean, we're dealing with Premier League football as well. In inverted commas, that have oh. been last few seasons, we're dealing with. A lot of egos, a lot of people. It's not, you know, not like what we had before. Like, you know, yeah, you know, John Worthington's, etc. You know, Macaliskis, the guys that are proper. Ursula, these are proper guys on thousands and thousands of pounds. Just blatantly, to me, not giving everything they should for Huddersfield Town. And it would just clear, you know, do you take the view that, yeah, it's all because of Jan? Because I think the worry is for me with some supporters and, and a lot has been said, obviously, after the sacking, but... You know, yeah, that's it. He's gone, brilliant. It's, it's almost like right. Other towns are going to magically, you know, rise up the table. There is now no and silver well. bullet. There is no silver Man, bullet. Man, we're in the right mess, mate. We've won. What is it? Real off the start. Is it four in fifty-five? Four in fifty-five. We're absolutely punch drunk. We've forgotten how to win football matches. David Wagner, the king of Huddersfield, maybe our best manager behind Herbert Chapman. He couldn't sort it. Yang couldn't sort it. Yeah, we don't want to say too much about Mark Hudson, less than a week and what have you, but there were familiar failings last night, which we'll come on to in a bit, but it's it's bigger than one man. This is a massive issue, and I think people got to wake up and think it's not all to do with Jan Siever. There was a tweet last night from Juliet Ferrington, who'd went to the Stoke game, and this is what she said about Stoke City, and I saw this last night. I like Juliet Ferrington. I think she's really good, and something that... She said last night, she went to watch Stoke City. Stoke City are in a similar position to us, although they're, they're Keeping going Keeping us off second. the bottom, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, Nathan Jones, she said, she's put in the tweets, but Nathan Jones went on to say, Stoke City, since I've come here, there's been a hangover of players wanting to leave, players thinking they are proper players, players wanting to go and play in Europe, players thinking of their international careers. There hasn't been a group here together who wants to play and focus and win games for Stoke City. That's a problem, so we really have had to fight through stuff. And for me, that's awesome, that could have yeah. she could have changed Stoke City to Huddersfield yeah. Town, uh, Nathan Jones and Nathan yeah. Jones to Jan Ziva, and it's the exact same situation. And and for me, the players, the, uh, there's, there's rumours of more players that will now want to leave as well. And this is going to get worse before it gets better. You, you feel that this is going to get worse before it gets better. And some players, whether we like them or not, we don't know exactly who these five players are. We could probably have a good idea. But there are players in that squad that weren't playing for Jan Ziva and are not playing for Huddersfield Town Football Club. And they need to even, 
even if there's going to be a short-term sharp pain, these players need to go as soon as possible. I'm not going to speculate on who they are. I've got a good idea of who some of them may be, but they need to be farmed out as soon as possible. If they're in the first 11, then it's more difficult. If they're on the periphery and they're not playing, they need to go in this European window, either on loan, uh, take a cut fee, or maybe don't don't take as much as what you want. But that toxicity, if you like, around the squad is not good for anybody. And that is costing us more than maybe an extra million or two that we get in, in a different window. And we really need to get shut of several players who are causing this issue, you know, causing this, and move on without them as soon as possible. And moving on for us, we'll move on to Mark Hudson and Cardiff City. Uh, Mark Hudson came in, he said he wants to put his stamp on things. He's, in my opinion, he's gone back to putting round pegs in round holes. I did, I thought one of the problems with Jan Ziva is his, his persistence in 4-3-3. It's a system I like, 4-3-3, if it's done correctly. He didn't have the players for it. He's forcing players into certain positions and things weren't happening. Mark Hudson's gone back to a 4-2-3-1, which you could argue probably suits... I wouldn't say it suits us most, but I think that suits us far better than the 4-3-3. It puts Pritchard back into a natural position for him. It adds more support to Carl and Grant and it allows you to play two wingers rather than forcing Pritchard into a, a pigeonhole, if you like, out on flank. Um, Cardiff City lost 2-1. For me, I, I, I put I tweeted during the game last night and I just thought our right-hand side was atrocious. Anybody who listens to this will know that I have never liked Flo Hadajanai. I, I try and rein it in a little bit. But last night, Hadajanai was beaten every single time by Murphy. He was walking past him. He didn't block a single cross. There was And there was absolutely nothing from Mbenza. Our right-hand side was an absolute shocker. And Stephen Chicken from the Examiner again is if you don't follow him, do so. He's very, very good. He he showed some interesting heat maps which showed that Flo's gallivanting down the flank is causing Elphick to come around and cover out of position, which in turn wraps the back four around into a three, and then causes Jonathan Hogg to drop out of midfield as well, and it it constantly skews the whole shape. And you have to think for what as well, because he's put one good crossing out of the last two hundred, if you like, and for me, the back four needs to... There are a number of things highlighting for me at the minute. And one is the back four is, is obviously far from solid. We need to solidify that back four. And for me, Flo Haddage and I can't be part of it. He's he's, he's, fly, he's flying up and down the flank. It, it, fair enough, it's what he's good at. If we go to a back three and play with wing backs, then he's then fine. But in a back four, Haddage and I, for me, is... I'm struggling with it. Really, I'm struggling with it. And it's causing an imbalance in the complete back four. Even if you hold him back, his defending is not good enough to then keep out a winger on the other side. I'm, I'm really struggling with that one. Tommy Elphick, I, I personally think it's making Tommy Elphick look worse than what he probably is as well. Two players I thought came out with credit of the game. Camille Grabara has maybe slipped under the radar a bit because he made some great saves against QPR. I was right behind him at QPR in the lower tier and he made some great saves. And again, he's, he's done the same against Fulham and he's done the same last night against Cardiff. I think Camille Grabar has had a really strong start. Um, and also, you've got to throw in as well uh, Trevo Chaloba. Uh, I thought he had a great game as well last night. He really dominated parts of that midfield. Scored a fantastic goal as well, which I didn't see coming either. Um, so the, there are plus signs there from from Mark Hudson's first game, but 
what we've seen again is is the last, especially the last 20, 30 minutes, mate, whereby we have completely wilted. People are, are trying to put this down to fitness, but I genuinely think it's nothing to do with fitness. It's all to do with confidence. And with 20, 30 minutes to go, we're on for a point. We're on for a win against QPR. We're on for a point against Fulham. We're on for uh, a draw at Cardiff. And we are wilting every game without fail. Only Derby, who sat back on the edge of their own boxer, but could have won that game at a canter if they'd have wanted. The last 20, 30 minutes, we are looking spent. And and for me, Cosy, that's a, that's a real concern. Totally agree. I, I can't not disagree with much of that. I think... I just don't understand, you know, again, I watched it last night with Gailey when we got back from Scarborough and we sat there and can't have to, can't have to get being opened because we were just sunk in the sofas, just like, we can't believe what's going on. First thing to say, like I always seem to say, the fans were awesome. All I could hear was 503. Them. Incredible, that, the noise though, you know, to say how bad we were, it was brilliant. just incredible. And Neil, well. Neil, Neil, who's can't be with us tonight, put a tweet out saying that that support's great and I wholeheartedly concur with that. 503, you know, you don't get many Huddersfield fans that are in South Wales. No. So to take a day off from work or school or whatever. Yeah, get back at three and, and three Yeah, to get back, yeah. even if you go on a coach or whatever, it's fantastic commitment. So really commend anybody that made that trip. That's that's really top stuff. Right? Yeah. I mean, Fantastic. Mark Hudson, again, I don't want to kind of kick someone down already, but, and I quote, they've taken on board what I've asked of them. We showed some of our style and we were brave. Really? Style? Bravery? Didn't see any of that. Maybe saw some from uh, from Camille in the goals, but apart from that, I thought we, we were awful. Man. Jonathan Hogg, have you ever seen him have a worse game than that? Yeah, Spurs away. I haven't seen yeah. Jonathan Hogg play well since it's David horrendous. Wagner left. Genuinely haven't seen Hoggy play well since Wagner left. He just and can't pass to anyone in our team. He just I'm not even asking for much, you know. He's just He's he's on yeah. the you know, he's one of our most experienced. I absolutely love Jonathan Hogg. Everyone loves Jonathan Hogg. He's one of our most experienced players and we need people like him to be a shining light, at, you know, trying to I I have no doubt that he's trying his very very hardest to get us out of this situation. But He's out of form. When you, when your experienced players like Hoggy are out of form, like this, um, Tommy Elphick, experienced player, hasn't started great. But the issues to that, which I've alluded to earlier about having to cover on the right hand side, the there are the experienced players here are on are on the are on the floor confidence wise, and that's and you've got the young players like Chaloba, Chalaba and Grabara are are our shining lights, if you like, at the minute. And it shouldn't be that way, that the young the young new players are pulling the older, more experienced players along. And I like Jonathan Hogg a lot. There's a lot to like, and I hope he can, you know, rediscover a little bit of form, but he is definitely struggling at the minute. Mate. I think commentator summed it up best when he said, believe it or not, that these are two Premier League teams, you know, 20 minutes in, because the game were pretty dreadful, weren't it? The scrappy, there were just no quality whatsoever. Cardiff do that, don't they? I think that's their MO if you like they take it to that area yeah. but we, we had absolutely nothing in response well, nothing though I mean the, the, how did the guy miss that opportunity well, incredible what a miss I mean obviously it were really difficult with the you know only one camera or two cameras at best one when we were watching but part of me thought surely that's offside but it wasn't and he missed an absolute sitter I mean I tweeted at half time so the only good thing about this first half has been that we can't see any replays Robert Glatzel isn't it who uh, the German <laughs> who 
recommended to Huddersfield yeah. by Dale Marsden was uh, Robert Gladstone. So yeah. I'm going to blame Dale for that miss. It was uh, worse than Steve Mooney's. So. He was a horrendous miss <laughs> as well. And again, it, everything about watching town, you just knew it was going to happen. You knew they were going to score before the first half. Then totally out of the blue, I, I was laughing when we scored. It was just hilarious. Like, it's a brilliant strike. Yeah. Brilliant goal. It was like a crab on each other, just like crabbing across the box and then beautiful <laughs> shot. Bottom corner. I felt I will buzzing for them. He's a quality player. Yeah, he's Trevor Chaloba. I buzzing really for them player. fans because you just as you when you make these away days, everyone knows you want something at least just to shout about. So I was pleased they had the moment. But again, after that, nothing really changed apart from they just like knocking on the door. Free, yeah, the free kick. I mean, stupid decision for Moores for the foul should have scored, and there were nothing more obvious in my mind that we were going to lose that I knew we wouldn't hang on I knew we wouldn't get a job because we're absolutely mentally shot we're the, mentally uh, shot and it's more than Jan Siever we are mentally shot and it goes straight it through the club me. doesn't it yeah. it goes straight through well, the club does this um, it does it's, I, I just which manager worth of salt is going to want to take it on my, obviously there's going to be suitors but I just see a, a massive it's a real crisis isn't there I, mm. I genuinely believe there's a lot of time fans thought right Siever you know, is the you know the big issue, and and some of the players kind of get away scot free. But Isaac and Benzer, is that what kind of a performance for that last night? The guy looks like he's never played football. He's that honestly, his performance. If I'm being brutally honest, it looks like we've gone and signed a lot of track sprinters and tried to turn them into footballers. Yeah, honestly, that's that's that. been brutally been brutally cruel. That's what it looks like. What for, did for he offer? Of I'm sure there's so much more there than what they're showing. It there's probably confidence issues. There's, I think one of them might have been burgled. I can't remember which one it was. And Benzer or Diakabi got burgled. Went off. I can't remember who that was when they moved over. Um, the settling issues, maybe. The young lads moving to a new country. There's all sorts of reasons why they may be like this that we're probably not privy to and we can only speculate. But we need... <sighs> Isaac and Benzer is not showing himself to be a player that was signed for over 10 million. Not last night. Not last season. There's... There's clearly there's clear there's there's flashes there's flashes mate there there are little crosses in the box there's the goal against Man United there there's every so often there's a flash where you think I've just seen something which you could put together on a highlights reel and you think oh and you know you've got two minutes worth of a player looking all right but I'm I'm not seeing it mate I'm I'm really struggling with it and and other players which you've come to rely on over the years such as Kachunga and and whatnot are out of form as well so. What do you do? Do you? It, it, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. But I've had enough of talking about Cardiff. Now I think I've said it. The the, the Cardiff winning goal came from what I've said with Hadajani upfield and not tracking back and the three wrapping round and Elphick and Schindler in positions they don't want to be in. And you know what? It's a lucky deflection the goal. But you can't you can't argue and say Cardiff didn't deserve it. So you know, case there are, there are. Yeah, I mean, we've got to mention. I think you touched him a little bit, Trevor. Uh, sorry, Trevo uh, Shalabar. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah. Well, I don't know about brilliant. It's probably a bit exaggerated. Compared but, to everyone else. Yeah, though, he, he had quality. And that's something that we just not got. We've got it in his goals, I think. And, and he, he was just fantastic in that as well. I mean... He's, he's, yeah. he's a proper defensive midfielder for me in mm. that he's a shield. He, he can play centre-back as well. He can defend. He's good in the air. He's he's quick. He's, he's fast. As, you know, he's very quick to second balls. And he can play. And, and when we were linked with him initially... And it was a permanent. I was, I was very adamant. Sign if it's. I think it was linked like four hundred grand or something. And if that is the case, sign this player because he will be a cracking player in two or three years. He will be a really good footballer. 
if he ne- if he settles down and plays for a while. I mean, so, will be good. I know it's not all obviously about luck, and we're not very good. But a couple of things I just remember on Friday, Fulham. I thought maybe there were a little bit of a push leading up to the uh, to the goal. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it, then, it looked more yeah. obvious from our side, but when you watch yeah. on TV, it's not as obvious, is it? Yeah, I've not. To be fair, I've not seen a replay. And then last night, the deflection off Schindler. I mean, when we were bossing it in the Championship 2016-17, that you know, they'd have gone out for a corner, wouldn't they? That'll probably come back off the guy and gone for a dead ball. But when you looks out, you looks out, and uh, he just looks one complete mess. Someone put a good tweet out. He's just like, we've forgotten how to win a game. We've forgotten how to do what you need to do to win, and. You're thinking a Saturday, and obviously memory's going to be a vote. We're ready now. God, how how different does it feel from these two clubs from when they played last? But it's uh, I'm really worried. Are you really, really worried? Or shall we just say it's early days? Like everyone else seems. No, to it's, be. it's not because it's, it is early days. But from what we've seen so far, there is a lot to worry about. There's a huge malaise over this football club, and the next appointment needs to be. Is really key. This this next appointment, if if Huddersfield Town Football Club get the next one wrong, then there's a very real chance that we'll be in League One next year. But if we get it right, then there's no way, no reason why we can't, you know, someone to turn it round. There's no reason why we can't then head up the table because the players are capable. We we know the players are capable. Terence Congolo has been called up to the Dutch international squad, twenty eight squad. You know, the train on squad. Mm. They're not bad players there. Do we need someone in before Luton, Matt, or what? Well, who have you been hearing this week? All I've heard is usual suspects. Although, was it Dan Pachescu? Where? Yeah, we'll we'll do the manager thing. Yeah. It will it will close it off and with we'll the close it off. But we'll we'll move on now. Neil's not here, sadly, but that doesn't mean we can't have a little bit of. Hi, I'm Sean Jarvis, and welcome to the Danger Zone. This week's Danger Zone winner is Ian Holloway. What an absolute danger. On Sky Sports, the debate programme, making a really good point about the handball situation with Gabriel Jesus' goal for Man City and saying that obviously he can't disallow goals for that but give penalties for it, etc. It's... um, Really good point. And then he goes and absolutely ruins it by saying, and another thing, we've got to get out of Brexit, we've got to leave. Well, that's what they voted for. Ian, what's that got to do with it? What's that got to do with handball in the box, stopping goals, giving penalties? Either way, whatever you think about that, what what has it got to do with voting out for Brexit? What an absolute danger. And if this sounds a bit garbled, I do apologise, but I'm, uh, I have your pro friend off my face. 
Right, thanks, Neil, for the danger zone. So that's Ian Holloway there winning the danger zone, Cosy, for his Brexit slash all sorts of VAR and Huddersfield Town comments and all sorts. Didn't he win a Whopper of the Week as well last season? I'm sure he won one of the weeks. Uh, no, I don't yeah. think he did. Uh, Jason Cundy must have been close, though, after his uh, his constant vendetta against Huddersfield, which just goes back to him sulking that we got a one-all draw with him. Just on that kind of different point, though, it's not, it's not going to do his job opportunities any good coming out with nonsense like that. And I don't think Sam Allardyce neither. And I think Talk Sport, they've got what they've wanted out in the big mouths, big quotes. But God, if, I, is, if I'm yeah. a chief exec, I'm thinking this guy's just, I know he was always a bit of a nutter anyway in Holloway and that, but what is he on about there? He's, he's, he's done a big Sam in, in terms of ruling himself out of a job that he wasn't in the running for. But <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, some of the stuff that he, he did write about Huddersfield was quite complimentary about the club and stuff mm. but it was I think it was a bit tongue in cheek some mm. of it but yeah there's a uh, mm. there's some there's some uh, top whoppering coming out as Neil would say Martin it's sad though that you know again you can't look back much in football but from that night against Chelsea we've it's it's down to this it's just like it, it's unbelievable I, I think it? that night at Chelsea Is that- I think everybody was so burnt out from that survival season from those two years of defying the odds that those players are just it's almost like a, a match, you know, and how the match has just gone to the bottom and it's dead. That's almost like everything, everybody, I think David Wagner, I think the fatigue of performing miracles mm. was just, and then as soon as the, the, as soon as the Arsenal game came and it was almost like a game off, if you like, and you still videos of Dipwatcher Dip drinking the next morning and mm. training and stuff. And it just, it just it's, felt like they mentally checked out after that point. It's like now, cause uh, I get, again, I'm, I'm, I keep having battles in my head, me. It's a bit weird. It's like, no, there's some good players there, Cotty. And I'm thinking, no, there's not. You're, there, some of them are there absolute are some, rubbish. But there's some, there's some that played. A, the, there's there's not a team played no, man, way is above it? Yeah, their I mean, level. It's like, like you know, Van Aparavis still got a little bit of credit in the bank, maybe from that first season, but and maybe a little bit the second. But some of these other guys have just done absolutely nothing for us. And and the worrying thing is, don't look like doing anything. And you think, okay, I don't. Know, let's we'll come at management in a bit. But say Nigel Atkins coming, he walks in tomorrow. Is he going to be able to? I suppose this is the big question, isn't it? And Benza, do you carry these? Because they're suddenly going to change into amazing wingers and that are going to just blast us up the league. I just, because no. there don't seem to be any evidence of that. I mean, even taking into account confidence and where we're at with everything, it, 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 it's not many moments is the way you can just like think, They won't be playing for me. No, you know. Dear Carby, maybe it's not been too bad. And one cross against Burnley, that's all I can think of. That he's ever done anything. It's like... Man United goal, wasn't there? Yeah, sorry, when he got, yeah, burst through two, but... It's I, well, we've seen Sunderland go through, haven't we? And Wolves, they did it as well. Yeah, Wolves, and you don't want to be alarmist, do you? Want you no, want no, to? But this, this, this is obviously going to be a real negative threat. Podcast. This is a very real threat yeah. that this could happen if if we if we don't look this in the eye now and realize what position we could be facing. Then, I hate to quote Dean Hoyle, but we could sleepwalk into League One if we don't wake up and realize what is happening. We we desperately. Well, I'll do the manager bit in a bit, but we desperately need a bit of a wake up. Huddersfield's German defender Christopher Schindler has unbearable responsibility on his shoulders. Right for it, Schindler. Yes. Scores the goal. That fires Huddersfield wow, wow, wow. into the Premier League. I'll move. Right. Okay. So since Neil's not here, I'm going to do a bit of an AMC HSK update. I've not had it from Neil, so I've put this together. So if I've got anything wrong, Neil. I apologise. But uh, uh, Andy takes that chance. We like to align ourselves with um, two 
voluntary organisation, Suddersfield Street Kitchen and Andy's Man Club. Andy's Man Club had record numbers again, Cosy, through the door on Monday. Uh, they're due to embark on a tour around the UK as well to showcase the great work that they're doing. So keep it up, keep up the great work to Andy's Man Club. And if you do, uh, if you live in Huddersfield and, and you do feel like you want to go along, I believe there's no pressure to say anything. Um, you can go listen, um, maybe get involved at a later point. It's at Huddersfield Fire Station on a Monday night at, I believe, 7 o'clock. Uh, Huddersfield Street Kitchen is on a Sunday uh, across from McDonald's as well. They've been really bolstered by the money generated from Huddersfield Town Football Club uh, and they also have a great um, asset in terms of their volunteers as well. So if you fan- if you feel like you'd like to go to AMC or get involved with Huddersfield Street Kitchen, then please drop the podcast a, a direct message or, or get in touch with Neil directly or you can DM at Bradford Terrier and he will... Uh, be more than grateful or more than happy to to help out or sh- or have your help as well. So thank you very much to AMC and HSK for the great work that they do. Now Darren Bullock. It's the last penalty. And if he scores from this, they are through to the final. Huddersfield are there. Darren Bullock is the hero. In goes Robbins. Taken short to Brown and Robbins making a dart across the face of the defenders, a perfect header. Brown gets a flick, Fletcher! Right, Cosy. There's too much misery on this pod today. I think it's because we've not got the big personality Neil with us. So let's let's cheer. Let's bring a, a lighter side to it. Let's look at when things were good. Let's have a look at 1979, 1980, and 94, 95 again. So in our those were the days section. So this week, huge thanks to Lee Morris who sent us a copy of his book of Where Are They Now? Huddersfield Town AFC. Uh, you can buy this book uh, in the club shop on Amazon, Waterstones, and direct from Lee himself. Uh, Lee is on Twitter at Lee Morris, double R-I-S, underscore, underscore. Uh, we'll tweet this out later as well, but it's a, it's a really good book on players of what, what they've got up to in the past, and we'll be using this book throughout this feature as well. So if you like what you hear... Um, you can find that on Amazon and what, like I say, Amazon Waterstones and uh, and also get in touch with Lee as well if you do fancy uh, getting your hands on it. So, Cosy, let's go back to 1979-1980. Huddersfield Town, this time during that period, beat Doncaster Rovers 3-0 with goals from Holmes, Cowling and Robbins, but then lost 2-0 to Lincoln, uh, who would then be their main challengers at the top end of the league. Right, Cosy, let's have a look into... A player who was might maybe making his mark during that period, uh, Huddersfield Town, a glorious season under Mick Buxton in 1979-80. There's a player that played for us called Ian Holmes. He's popped up this week and last week with a couple of goals. I don't know much about Ian Holmes. Why do we not consult this book, this magic book of where are they now? And what can you tell me about Ian Holmes? I can tell you he was born in Wathondern in 1950 and he played for Sheffield United, York City and us. Uh, played us for 12 years. Uh, 
He joined from Yacht City in 1977, called Wally Holmes, nickname. Had a couple of good seasons at Leeds Road before losing his place shortly into the 1979-80 promotion season. He left at the end of that season and played for non-league games for Trinity. Before he ended his playing days, Holmes worked as an insurance salesman for, for a time, but he's now working as a taxi driver in Sheffield and resides in his hometown of Wath upon Dern. Tonight, for tea, he's having... So- no, he don't go that far, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, detail. quite a good book, that, isn't it? It's yeah. Got me out of uh, jail because, uh, yeah, my knowledge <laughs> on him is uh, not the best. No, there we go. So thanks again, Lee, for that book. But 94, 95 as well. So this is when we started believing, if you like, 1994, 95. Diva Stadium. I don't know if you remember this game at Chester City. Andy Booth and Ian Dunn. I, remember, I do remember this on the video. Andy Booth going through one-on-one with a keeper and sliding it past him. A nice 2-1 win at Chester, which was followed up by our first ever home victory in the league against Leighton Orient at the new stadium. Uh, Andy Booth and then Paul Reed slamming one home late for a 2-1 win. Um, got any memories from those those games, mate? Yeah, I don't remember the Chester one, to be fair, but the, the Orient one, I think Paul Reed, uh, quite a signing for us, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, I remember there a lot of controversy. Yeah, it's a ropey club, didn't they? Yeah, it did, and they didn't like it whatsoever and that as well. Uh, God, I, I'm going to go on one with Paul Reed. obviously that amazing goal he scored at Valley Parade when we were in the bus Did shelter. shoulder, yeah. Yeah, we were in the bus shelter and he gave one to the cop and slid on his knees in front of us. Good times. But yeah. Uh, What's he up I to was, now? What does, what does the book say about Paul Reed? Yeah, I really like Paul Reed. I think he did some uh, radio stuff for Radio Leeds at times, filling as a summariser, and he talked a lot of sense in that as well. Because let's be honest, then, and he probably admit, he wasn't the most gifted natural ability left side of play we've ever seen. But you know what? He gave everything for Uddersfield Town. And uh, often when you get a player from Bradford, you always need to check the uh, receipt, don't you, uh, <laughs> to see what's. Uh, like Paul Shaw, a piece yeah, of Yeah, what Shaw, story. Right? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, God, born in 1968, uh, came, yeah, Bradford, Huddersfield, then went to Oldenbury. God, I'm going to talk about them later on, probably. Could be, uh, no longer exists, sadly. But yeah, we signed from Bradford in 1994, uh, was immediately picked for the first team and scored two goals in that game we mentioned last week against Blackpool, when we beat 4-2. Then he was a captain uh, after Phil Starbuck left, but he got injured towards the season and missed the playoffs when we won it. Yeah, he did. Uh, remained at the club till 97 until he signed for Neil Warnock at Oldham and then followed Warnock to Bury in 99, playing for three years and making over 100 first-team appearances. He had a one-year spell at Swansea before heading to the Welsh League to play for Carmarthen Town and later Afan Lido. Uh, he later coached Port Talbot Town and had a spell as manager of former club Afan Lido, but he's now currently coaching at Swansea City's Academy. So we'll he was, and then this him. week, obviously, the book... Is not an up to minute thing, so oh, it's come yeah. out recently. But this week, Paul Reed has moved to Forest Green Rovers. So, right, I, I very much doubt Paul Reed listens to this. But if he ever did, we'd wish him the very, very best of luck and uh, and hope that he he does really well at Forest Green. So that's 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 it for this week. So hopefully, we'll be back next week with a couple more wins on on those were the days. Hi, I'm Sean Jarvis, and my favourite goal has to be from one of my friends, which is Tony Carls, and of course that left foot there. Right, Cosy, it's, it's all been leading up to this, the new manager. I'll let you stew on who you fancy as the new manager for a minute, and what I'm going to do is 
Uh, I've got the opinions of our t- Andy Takes That Chance writers, and the website should mm. be. I tell you what, out mate, soon. Before, before you mention names, what are you wanting in a, in this person? All right, right we'll tell skip. me someone to win games. Ha ha! But what what are you wanting? Right. Okay. So I'll, I'll go back to the bit I did on the examiner bit as well. So, I, in my opinion, this is a really pivotal appointment. If, the, like I said earlier, if the football club gets this wrong then there's a very, very real chance that we could slip into free fall. We're already in a tailspin. If we get this wrong, we could go into free fall and drop. It's a very, very real possibility. Um, you can add in that, even looking, I mean, I'm still going to flip this positively as well because I mentioned as well that statistically relegated clubs from the Premier League struggle to bounce back the more that time passes, you know, the more your parachutes run out. So not only does this new manager need to, Need to come in, get in amongst everybody, you know, lift spirits, try and make them feel that they're better than maybe what they are, you know, lift lift everything, you know, be, be, be a fresh, you know, be a leader, a leader of men, somebody who can add stability, knows the championship. Well, maybe doesn't even need to know the championship, but knows, knows football, knows how to work with footballers. Capable of this huge turnaround. If, you know, Towner to deny the stats to reclaim a position in the Premier League, then it needs to, you know, statistics tell us that it needs to be done quite soon. So it's not to mention that we need a, someone who's brilliant at building morale, uh, someone to pull these, you know, pull them off the floor, if you like. In, in terms of confidence, it's, it's 12 months since, you know, a Huddersfield Town team has gone out and looked confident on the... Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Feel, And we need somebody who can instil this. And I think... This club could be sleepwalking into something more serious if they just appoint another young coach from from abroad. You know, with you know, who's going to try and come in and imprint a couple of ideas. Um, with all that in mind, it seems risky to me to go for, a, like I said, another up and coming manager. Although I think there are some around who've got relative experience in England, such as the Cowleys, uh, Daniel Stendel. I think they're both good up-and-coming managers. Uh, both have their merits, both probably unlikely. And instead, I think we need to look for a more experienced type of manager who can guide us through this and just turn everything 180 degrees around and have us going back up the table. Do we have the finances to pull in a name, if you like? The perfect name is Chris Hewton, isn't it? He, to me, he's the standout available candidate. There's no way he's going to come, surely. 
a man like him... If we got him, it'd be amazing. Cool, but we would Why not? not, though? Why not? Mate, his stock's still high, I think, after Brighton. I, I honestly think that, you know, he obviously did what he did there. He left. Obviously, he had to repair a bit of his reputation. He didn't go so well at Norwich, but... I, Do you I think just, another Premier League team is going to touch Chris Hewitt? I think a better top end championship than us, mate, would. Well, but in, in a th- better state. Part, that's a bit harsh. Be, better state, maybe. This is part say. of my issue with Huddersfield Town at the minute. What What is Huddersfield Town? What are we? We've been to the Premier League. Are we an aspiring Premier League club? Are we someone who's just happy to bob along in the championship like we were under Robbins, Powell, etc.? What are we? What is Huddersfield Town now we've come down from the Premier League? What are our expectations? What are we building towards? I think someone like a Uton, Matt, is going to look. He's, he's earned that right. I don't, Atkins has someone like that. We might mention him in a set, but he's a different one for me because I just think Hewton will look at that and he'll think, can I? With that I, don't think players, he'll come. I don't think he'll come. I'll put no. my hands up. I don't think he'll come but if did, we asked him. Because I just think he'll look at what we've got and think, wow, that, that even if I get that motor in, I don't think that's any better than a mid-table team. And that's not what he's... Wants to be about. I don't but this think. is this is part of what this is part of it. What are we? What are we aspiring to? I've heard noises. You know, Phil Hodgkinson says I'm not in this to be average, which to me says I'm in this to get Huddersfield back up. It might I might have misread that. If we're trying to get back up, then we are not going out and appointing a Mark Robbins, a Chris Powell, someone like that, and it's happening. If Huddersfield Town wants to be serious in this league, wants to be a serious football team in this league, then they've got to go for people like this. You know I mean, we 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 struck lightning. It was a one in a million shot with David Wagner who got us promoted. If we go and get another uninspiring type, then then what's the point? You know, I what, get a year, Matt, but we've just played two teams that came down into Premier League, and the better both times. They're they're in much better shape to you know to have a state of promotion. I look at our squad and think you look at Cardiff's. You know what they were bringing off the bench last night. Fulham to me where. I don't think a top manager I still just think thinks that, right, I'm going to get Uddersfield into the top six with that squad. I really don't think he he does. Well, this, Sorry this, to this say then it. But goes, this then goes with what, what are we going to do about it? The window's shut, yeah. The window's shut, but you can still get a couple of frees. There's a couple out there who are worth looking at. I think someone mentioned Danny Simpson. Well, we've got four now with Campbell. And things. So we, we, we're short of a few players, but we've just made 20 million in that window, if you like. Surely some of it will be reinvested. I'm sure not all of it will because there's bills to pay and, and whatnot. Um, and there's a lot of it will be accounted for. We've we've made quite a lot of money in that window. Surely there's there's enough. I know I know Sievert will need paying off, and so will Colin Bell, etc. But sh- surely there's enough. If if this football club is serious, like the noises that he made, then I know Chris Hewton's not going to apply for this job. But my point is, if you look at the world of business as well, medium to small companies advertise for a job. Big companies go and headhunt. They go and get who they want. What are we doing? Are we going to get who do we, who we want? Are we sitting back and inviting applicants? What are Huddersfield Town? If Huddersfield Town are going to be a medium club bobbing along in the championship, then yeah, okay. But if this club is serious about achieving something, then they have to go get a name. I'm not saying Sam Allardyce. You know, not, I'm not being stupid. Kike Sanchez Flores. It, that's completely unrealistic. Chris Hewton is a big stretch. You know, he's a he's southern based. He's done great jobs in the past. How many teams has he taken up? Three from the from the championship. Newcastle, Norwich. Did he take Norwich up, or was he? Oh, I came down. No, Norwich, no, 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 Norwich. Up um, well, yeah, but Brighton, and I, mean, I thought he'd taken another one up. But that he's available. I know. I know. West Brom, I think, spoke to him, and you would. Uh, West Brom, obviously, mm. are a lot far more attractive than us. Um, Sheffield Wednesday's told them no. Sheffield Wednesday don't have. 
masses of money, you know, financial no, Matt, fair play issues. But sorry, uh, the clubs just—I don't know. I don't. Sorry, I don't know I do where it on the your chips, is. mate. But we've won five games out of fifty-eight. He's going to look at that thing, right? I'm going to need 30, 40 million in January, and we're not going to be able to give him that. This, this is why I'm confused about with Huddersfield Town. It's all to do with identity. It's all to do with what we are. I, we've not had a solid identity since that Chelsea game. You know that we mentioned earlier. Everything seemed to get thrown out. We, the feet went up. And I think since then, we've, we're completely confused about what kind of football club we are. What are we? As, as the Premier League maybe skewed my ambitions, other people's ambitions, maybe we are a club that should be bobbing around in the, in the championship. But what I want is a safe pair of hands. Chris Hewton is the best safe pair of hands I can see. It, it's probably unlikely, but I would still try. You know, the, you don't lose anything for trying. If he doesn't come, fair enough. If we don't try... Then, then I think it just sends out the wrong message as to what what this football club is. But he he's the standout candidate for me. Nigel Adkins doesn't excite me at all. I know he'll he's very positive and he'll come in and be positive, and that might turn a few heads. You know, he might get a few people on side. That, that ultra positivity it might help to turn a few people around. He doesn't really excite me that much. Nigel Adkins. He did okay at Hull. I thought he did a fair job. <sighs> Not really done a good job since Southampton, in all honesty, which was seven years ago, around about that. It doesn't. It might be a sensible one. I know he's worked with David Webb before. It just doesn't really thrill me, to be honest. It doesn't. It doesn't make me think that we're we're, we're serious, if you know what I mean. I don't like Nigel Adkins neither, but to me, he just seems. You know. You know what? What would be a good thing to do, Matt? You, this, the ship is in really choppy waters and, and I'm worried about, you know, I don't want league football again anytime soon. But, you know, people will be saying, come on, it's only four games and stuff. But you could argue that probably good to get someone like Atkins in, get everyone with smile on their faces, get a solid like he did at all, change things, you know, get up to 14th, 15th, 12th or whatever it is and then move him on and then get what you want in and that as well. well I that's, just, that's th- what, what we this need, is the but... thing now. This is the issue for me. It's such a, well, we always say big appointment and what have you, but it is because it's, I just don't know if you're going to get the calibre of what you're wanting with where we're at with mum because more and more I see these group of players. I just don't think it's about a manager. I think we've just got some poor players, even though you can say, well, yeah, but Schindler got promoted and Org and that, but are their best days over, Matt? And, and I... I don't, think, I don't think they are. I think there are some good players, though. I think Schindler, Congolo. Yeah, there's some decent players, but from where, where could that... Carl Grant's going to be a good where player. Where should that... We're a good manager, mate. Where could we finish with that? With that I think we could finish top 10. Yes, Generally so. finish top 10 with some of those. Yeah, if we play the right system and they're, they're mentally on the floor. This is the problem. It needs but a top manager wouldn't want to finish 10th, would they? You know, he'd want to come... start and, and then the year after you have to push yeah. on, don't you? Yeah, I suppose that's the only thing, and if like he's promised... You know, right? Keep us up this year, or get us to ten. Build, build. You know, build a spirit, build a build a structure. Really, for for me, it's 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 a lot of it. The reason why I'm confused is we've got these parachute payments as well. I know Phil Hodgkinson said they're they're you know they're accounted for, etc. But we are going to carry a carry a bigger wage bill during that period, and if people do move on, they should be replaced. Essentially, what I want is a safe pair of hands, which allows Phil Hodgkinson. Or someone he can trust to run this football club and keep it safe for a while, so he can concentrate on matters off the field. I think the focus at the minute is is all on the first eleven. When Phil, you know, needs the time, he needs to be able to trust somebody to do the job and to keep us safe. You know, that steady pair of hands. 
while he focuses on getting everything right as well in other areas. And I think that's quite key as well. And for me, somebody like Hugh, I know Hewton's not going to come. I know he's not. But he's someone I would genuinely go for first. If, if we go for him and he says no, at least we've tried to get a top manager. Do you know what I mean? I think it's unprecedented though that, well, it won't be with other clubs, but we, we've we've gone down with 20 odd points. We've got battered. We've lost. We're just losing game after game after game. It's not as if we were like there or thereabouts and we started this year with one win, two draws and two defeats or whatever and stuff. We're, we're absolutely miles off as a bunch of players and, and three managers have, well, two managers have come in and, you know, had a little go and there's no real signs. I, I just still wonder, surely the players have got to be better than what they have or is have we just got some bad players? Because I would open like probably everyone else was that. Both, the, the step down in standard would... Rather than me thinking we've not seen the best of it, it was the standard drop to me that I wanted to see improvements for. But then can a leopard change its spots? Can and Benz ever get a good crossing or even get there to the byline? Can, you know, dear I'll be honest, do I'm not impressed by the championship this season. From no, what I'm not. The first part, no. I think this championship is weaker than last year. And I said last year's championship was probably one of the weakest for 10 years. To be fair, Fulham look like they're... Fulham are decent. But the thing is that they've got to improve. Teams have got to improve though. That's just it. Surely there's not the finished articles. Fulham, first half Friday were awful. Second half they were really good. They looked like a team that... And obviously last night they went on the rampage and uh, smashed Millwall. I think won it 4-0, 5-0, something like that as well. So they're going to, you know, kind of move up. But it's the same every year. But as we saw with Sheffield United last year and with those the season before or before that, wasn't it? But it's like... You know, get a team spirit, get a, a way of playing, and get you know, get a manager who the, the lads would run through a brick wall, and off you go. But I think we're on the same page. I think we just, I think we just, I I just don't know who's attainable at the minute. I just don't know. I I are we a team that's come down mm. from the Premier League? What's the betting market? I mean, obviously, I don't go on them sites, but can't you pull it up? I mean, yeah, it, well, the, well, the, the guy the did something today com. from Sky said that Mark Hudson's the leading the. Uh, you know, one of the favourites. So Mark Hudson's three to one favourite at the minute. Um, I I don't bet either. So the figure, you know, these don't really mean. Just much. read the top six names. So Mark Hudson's three to one. Chris Hewton's second favourite, four to one. Phil Parkinson's coming today at ninety two. Yeah. Um, solid manager, boring football. Oh, no, not. thank you. Sol Campbell ten to one. I, I don't think it's going to be Sol. Uh, Nigel Adkins is then sixteen to one. I think that's if if you are a betting man, that, that sounds like a decent. Especially price with to a web me. connection, mate. Yeah. Uh, Gary Rowe at sixteen to one again, boring football. But do you forsake that just for safety for a little while? The Gary Rowe, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because Stoke didn't improve when he left. No, and the people are saying, which is obviously right, this after what happened with Birmingham. But you know, once he gets a better opportunity, he'll leave you. And and kind of you see that a lot. We like rugby well, league, don't you? See a lot of that with Super well, League. If, where if he's got us into a position where he's got a better yeah. offer then we can't be doing too badly. I don't think we should ever be scared of people better. better no, I think he he might want it. And to be honest, mate, I've never, again, I've never been a massive He's fan someone, of his, but he'd, he'd, he'd be, I'm not saying a coup, but it'd be one that'd be like, all oh, right, you know, no, yeah, but be, I think it'd be like, a, oh, right. But he's, I think Rather if you than, said, if you get an Atkins, it'd be like, okay, but. Yeah, Atkins, the, the, I think the problem with Gary Rowett is his, his record's good. I thought he did a really good job at Birmingham and then they sacked him on the fringe of the playoffs and ended up dropping down to almost the bottom three, didn't they, when they brought... I think it was Zola they brought in. Mm. I think Gary Rowett's a solid choice. Don't you just think maybe his experiences in the past could we mean we could get a, 
a better manager, then you can argue the other way, can't well, you? Well, that's why I said Hewton. It's it, For me, Hewton's number one, and then you're looking at Adkins and Rowett afterwards in terms of the domestic market. Hewton feels like a guy, I mean, it's almost talking pointless, really, because I can't see us getting in, but he'd be a guy, I think, he'd be a good training ground manager and lift the guys, wouldn't he? Exactly, this be is a, what they'd I mean. Yeah. They'd want to play for him where Rowett have... To me, he might be like that. I mean, Burton guys will probably tell you it was everything like that, but I was getting pressure for him if he's like a bit of a rant and raver and a bit of an ass if things aren't going well. But obviously, we don't really know the guys. No, you don't know. I, I thought Saul Campbell was a complete plank based on what I'd seen on Sky Sports. You know, the, Jeez, the if you thought Siva were a Campbell, then, then Campbell were a Campbell. Yeah, I've seen, <laughs> I've Campbell, seen, Campbell. I've seen him, you know, he's, yeah. some of the stuff he's come out with. And then I saw a video of him, what it was like at Macclesfield, behind the scenes, what it was like with people mm. there, what it was like on the training mm. field. And I was actually really impressed mm. by how everybody took to Saul Campbell and his professionalism. And I don't really want him because I think it's mm. a big risk. But when you look at what he did at Macclesfield, in terms, of, I think there were seven points clear at the bottom. Uh, they were they were almost dead and buried. But look, Matt, the Nathan Jones, as you just read out, read out spill it on in the pod, that, that sums up for me perfectly. You've got an upcoming young manager... Flying with do you think though that and if we did sim- but do you think they look at Jan Ziva and just go because it, it seemed to me a lot of them looked at Jan Ziva and went who's this guy I don't I don't understand who this guy mm. is Sol Campbell was a very decorated footballer you know, one of the best English centre mm. halves around big name big contacts I don't really want him but if he did come in I don't think he's going to get the job for for a minute but if he did come in I don't think he's as bad as what some people have, have kind of come out and. I don't want him, but no, if he did... No, but it, you're in gamble territory there. But then you suppose you can say every, man, every manager's a gamble, you know, territory. But yeah, you've just down. got damaged goods or up-and-coming youth or do you go again left field to uh, abroad? You know, Dan Prochesco, I don't know what. People that are saying that he field. just is using his name to say I'm here because I think he's been like with a few, aren't he, in the past? And yeah, he's got a strange record of... Club yeah. hopping as well. George George Donis. Never trust anyone one. who played for Bradford, mate. I always say that. <laughs> Apart from Paul Reed. George Donis <laughs> George Donis is a weird one. He's he's throwing his hat in the ring at is at Panathinaikos. He's he's yeah. got an interesting record as George Donis. Um Can you imagine that, him coming match after all that. Yeah. Everyone remembers him as a player. It'd be incredible. Well, it's like Alex Dyer when he came back as well, wasn't he? he was Yeah, he was a terrible player and he yeah. came back as a coach. Really imagine nice guy, that, George Donis. <laughs> but again that's a it's the whole weighing up of risk versus reward, isn't it? The greater the risk, the potential for the greater reward, you know, such as David Wagner. Um, George Donis, I'm not sure about that one, in all honesty. Uh, the other, some of the other names on the list are Sebastian Honus, um, Bayern Munich 2 coach, um, apparently not great at Bayern Munich 2. Chris Coleman's come up. Uh, he was the one who came into the similar situation at Sunderland, couldn't turn mm, it round. Yeah. Danny Cowley at Lincoln Chris Coleman would be an interesting one, wouldn't he? Because, I don't know, I just feel he's maybe a bit of a character, but the Sunderland thing and the documentary probably always be held against him, wouldn't it? But I don't think he did that great. I remember at Coventry, I remember I didn't no. watch him at Coventry either. I don't, I'm not really a fan of Coventry. No. Well at Wales. I think his, his time at Wales has kind of skewed how bad he's been in club management for me. Yeah, yeah. Fair um, point, I, don't, I don't want Chris Coleman. Uh, Eustace, the assistant manager at QPR, is a strange one. That's come up, John Eustace. Slavisa Jakanovic is 33-1 to one for some reason. Um, he's not coming. Could Mark Hudson get it? No. no. I just don't... I, I like Mark Hudson a lot. I just don't think his time is now. I think it needs to be that safe pair of hands, whereas Hudson mm. is... 
it was part of the Sievert and Wagner regimes. I think it needs someone to come in from the outside. I like Mark Hudson a lot, and I think it will make a good manager. Next day, two games, they're obviously big games. We're in looting at. I mean, some people have said to me, you know, that we've had a really tough start. To be fair, and it's hard to because I'm kind of saying, well, I'll be happy just to maybe stay up at this rate. And people say, well, you've had a tough start, and but it's like you said, Matt. I look, yeah, on paper the names and what have you, you know, Fulham, Cardiff, but I don't Derby, but I, I'm being right impressed with their. You know, kind of football, really, and that as well. So I don't kind of buy that for me, do you? So, no. Nah. So, nah. so people think, oh, Reading will be a lot easier. Yeah, maybe it will be in the table-wise, but people going with that attitude, then we're in trouble more than we are now. Yeah, so I've asked our writers who they would they would, cho- they would choose. So we've got six writers for uh, Andy Takes That Chance. Um, uh, Morgan, who uh, posts uh, Hotline HTFC, so... What Morgan said is that he is that he would like Daniel Stendel from Barnsley, which is an interesting one. I think Daniel Stendel's done a really good job at Barnsley. He's he's in that mould, but he's also in that he's also in the mould of Wagner, but also Siva in a way, which excites and worries me at the same time. Again, it's risk versus reward. He's done a great job, but I just think this is a job for experience. But Daniel Stendel. I think ordinarily, if everybody wasn't on the floor, I think that would be a really good shout. I just think with the way confidence is at the club, it's a, a big risk. But Morgan's gone for that one. Martin Sykes, our post-match reporter, um, makes a joke about Jose Mourinho in that he can't understand why someone who has that much money doesn't think, why don't I set myself a big challenge? Which which I said ego is probably why. But he's he's gone for the Cowleys. Um, so Dan Cowley is, is, is his choice. And... I think the Cowleys are quite, innov- you know, I watched the uh, coach's voice um, with the Cowleys and I think they're quite a clever duo. I I think the way they went about things at Lincoln, Lincoln were at a really low ebb. I know it's further down the football pyramid, but they went into Lincoln at a really low ebb and they really looked at the football club and they looked at the identity of the football club and decided what they wanted to do. And I really like what they did at Lincoln and they're really doing great things. I know they, 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 I think they lost MK Dons the other night, but they're doing really great things at the minute at the Cowleys. And from what I hear, there's a really big release clause if somebody wants them and that would be a stumbling block. But the Cowleys, I think, would be... A, I'd be excited by that, Cosy, if, if they came in. I think, again, risk versus reward, but I'd be quite excited if they came in. Danny Cowley. God. <laughs> it's just a confused picture, isn't it, really? I think it's every time we have a you know, manager you know, move on, sacked, what have you, and that as well. It's, I don't think there's ever been a time where it's like we want X, Y, Z, but no, I think... I think it just stems mm-hmm. to, we don't really, I, I I, usually think I have, I might, I'm usually wrong, but I usually think I have a good grasp of where, what and where we are. And I, I when when it came to David Wagner, I knew that that mm-hmm. was going to be, I just felt like that was going to yeah. be good. I, and we needed to take that. Whereas now I'm just completely conflicted as to what we are and what the budget's all that matters if we but obviously we Phil, don't really know what that is Phil Hodgkinson went on that stage and said it's all gone the money he said before well, he the also, season he also said we've got the biggest wage bill in, in our history which is probably probably yeah. going to be close to 30 million quid and part of your hopes that Phil you know is he just you know kind of expectation level is he kind of setting that and inside he's probably got to a took to a X amount of million but I just can't see it and uh, that know. obviously dictates who you get and I think a lot I think a lot of people will see, God, it's, again, not what people want to hear, but I think people will see us as they had their moment in the sun. It was a miracle promotion and they probably don't see them 
as a club like maybe where Stoke or what have you that could get back up there or, or someone else. I, I don't think your big names will think we can get them back up and I'll, I'd love to be proven wrong and we'll wheel out some, you know, stellar uh, appointment, but I just, I'm expecting an Atkins or someone of that ilk, to be honest. I, I have a sneaky feeling that if we can't get who we want, it'll end up as, as Nigel Atkins. Um, one man who... <laughs> and he's, God, his podcast will be so lively because he is. He's, he's, he's ultra a character, positive, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, he's ultra positive. I think, I think his positivity will wind up Huddersfield Town fans, I really do. He's, he's, I think it might be what some of the players need, but I also think he'll, he'll really wind up. Do you know, you, can you imagine losing 4 5 nil at Sheffield Wednesday or Leeds or something, and he's sat there talking about positives and mental energy and stuff? I think it'll just really wind, wind some people up. But let's finish off with our writers. So, Football Charlie um, is is also one of, one of our writers, uh, and he has. Uh, said that he'd like Nigel Adkins. He thinks the squad need a positive voice to draw more out of them. They have no confidence and he thinks uh, he'd build that uh, He'd build that back up. So uh, he knows the league, knows the new f- head of football operations. It's, it sounds a sensible appointment as Nigel Adkins in, in a lot of respect, but not exciting. Uh, Elliot um, is uh, Elliot HTAFC, one of ours as well. Uh, he's... <laughs> He's gone for Dan Petrescu. He's, he's gone out of the box. Uh, like you said, I don't know if he's realistic, but he says Dan Petrescu has been linked with several jobs in England. Mm-hmm. Excellent record in Eastern Europe. Uh, would look to breed a much-needed winning mentality and favours a 4-2-3-1 system, which you would arguably favours this this squad. Uh, our last two writers, uh, Nathan Stewart and Brady Frost, who are uh, two new ones. Um, Brady's gone for Danny Cowley as well. Uh, he says he's a bit of a risk-taker whereas Town probably needs stability at the moment. Um, he thinks Danny and uh, his, Danny Cowley and his brother would uh, would be good appointments. Uh, he thinks they'd come. Um, based on they've got more to work with than uh, what they do at Lincoln. And uh, Nathan uh, at Flying Potus uh, says, ideally Chris Hewton, but he doesn't think he takes the job. So in that case, Nigel Adkins, which is pretty much where I'm at. Uh, but none of the options available inspire him uh, with that much hope. So... It feels like one of those uh, one of those podcasts, mate. So the trouble is, Matt, another couple of games without win, say we get a draw and I don't know, lose at Luton or two draws or something, it'll make a dis I think people will be like, Yeah, please get Nigel Atkins rather than you know, if we win and two I don't know, I think it's I, from what I understand we're we're gonna be interviewing very, very shortly, but if we do win the next two games, Reading and Luton, are you tempted then by Mark Hudson? Because, we, like you said, we have had that tough start. Depends how we look, mate. And, and, and I hate to judge. On, this is, goes I, everything against. I like against. the guy a lot. What did you see different last night that you didn't see under the Steve? The only thing I saw was round pegs, round holes in terms of the system that I played. Mm. But then I didn't see what I wanted to see in terms of yeah. getting in people's well, faces more. He was only on more. Saturday, wasn't he? Or that probably Sunday after Friday Yeah, he's, exactly. He's not had long, has he? He's, he's, I think he's picked, uh, a, he's picked a system which suits them more. Mm. So for me, there's... His, 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 his basis is that he's more on players than system there, which I think is good. Uh, but It's just a nightmare at the club at the moment because I'd like, same with Phil Hodgkinson and and David Wagner, everyone's just judging everyone on uh, David and Dean, aren't they? Simple as that. And and the the chairman's getting judged on Dean all ridiculously so early. And that's, yeah, it's not a fair comparison. Yeah. Dean all has had 10 years. Jan but we're always going to, as soon as yeah. it was, it was from. Yeah, of course. I'm Phil Hodgkinson as well. He's been here six, seven weeks. It's, Dean Hoyle, I think mm. there's, there's similarities between them. I think Phil Hodgkinson's coming. 
he's excited. He's, he's taking on his boyhood club. He's really mm. excited to get in amongst... Dean Hoyle was so yeah. excited when he first came Have as you well. seen anything from Jan? Any quotes, anything? Or no, I, no, I don't think he's a big enough... I don't think Huddersfield and Jan are big no. enough names in some circles of the media that people are that bothered, to be honest. I think it'll probably come nah, out in a month it'd be normally so. usual... T- yeah. So anyway, I want to, I wish yeah, them all the best because so, I want my uh, contract to pay off and that. But yeah. yeah. So let's read some of the, the tweets out that we've had on this. So we've had uh, a good response. Thank you to everybody that's got in touch. I'm going to try and read out as many as possible because we didn't get through too many last week. So um, terrierblog.co.uk says Phil Parkinson. Let's invite him to an interview and send him into a room with an empty chair. <laughs> Uh, Mike Terrier 7N2 has been very very consistent for the last 10 months well not 10 months but the last while that says that he, he wants Danny Cowley um, he's not sure he'll leave Lincoln at the minute to join us but then Adkins with his positive attitude his PMA it's a good point that yeah, God you would never thought that one a couple of years ago National League versus Premier but yeah um, Jacob Rogers says Chris Hewton it needs experience as it's a big job and that needs and it needs people to manage to get on side with the players and get them playing again He's asked about the special edition of Phil Hodgkinson, which we're just waiting on a on a date for, uh, but hopefully it should be quite soon. Ollie Fisher, I believe you saw um, this specific, specific danger in Scarborough, Cosy wearing a, a full AC Milan tracksuit. Yeah, I thought Marco Van Basten were uh, watching the old bat and ball, but <laughs> Marco yeah, Van Ollie were yeah. there. Loves his cricket, to be fair. He's always uh, support of Yorkshire cricket. Loves so AC Milan. For me. Loves AC Milan as well, so he's recommended uh, Gattuso, which it just wouldn't happen, uh, which is more of a joke, really. Uh, Will Shaw says the Cowleys. William Bradbury says Bob Hope, because at least we'd then have one. Uh, John Smith at Cuplate Cake. Uh, love these tweets that he sends through. Keep them coming. Uh, he says his preference would be the Cowley brothers. What they have done is remarkable, and they are very innovative. Uh, second choice would be Mark Hudson he learnt so much as a player and coach under Wagner third would be Lee Bowyer again amazing results I'm not sure how the, the Leeds thing and uh, what he did up here <laughs> Majestic Nightclub will go down very well uh, finally Stendhal at Barnsley uh, closest thing to Wagner Jack Boothroyd says we need to manage that as a simple football philosophy the team can't get the basics right i.e. Bakuna's error leading to the first goal therefore yeah. we need it's fair enough. to perfect Pass, the basic just part just passing man to each other <laughs> Um, however in terms of who will sign he doesn't know um, he doesn't think we'll attract Hewton and I'm not sure the strong links are to Karanka as far as I'm aware Karanka's not going to be in the running uh, but we could do a lot worse than Gary Rowett um, or failing that Jose Mourinho but I think the Rowett one just does intrigue me a little bit it ticks bit. boxes doesn't it mm. it ticks boxes because you do wonder about. can he yeah obviously under the cloud what he'd done before and stuff but the football's boring but mm. we might have to sacrifice that just yeah. to get safe um Mm. So, Daniel, that won't surprise me if we interviewed him, Matt. Him? No, uh, we'll see how he does. Because but. let's be honest, for Gary Rowett, he's got to rebuild his reputation here. Obviously, a debacle at, uh, you know, Stoke. Stoke yeah. And well, let's like be say, fair, what, who else is going to take him on? So I think he will apply for it personally. I think he will, and I think he'd be worth speaking to um, to see what he would do. Yeah. Um, so, he says I'll come in and I'll take, I'll win you some games and I'll walk out. <laughs> so Dan, Dan Peckett <laughs> says no chance Hewton comes to us now. He'd like it to be Karanka. Matt Smith says Hewton he'd be very pleased with, but more realistically, Atkins with the web connection wouldn't be surprised if we went yeah. abroad again. Scott Nixon says who we want and who we will get are two very different things. I'd like us to go to for Hewton or Cowley, but more chance of Atkins or Parkinson. Hewton is proven and an old head to steady the ship. Parkinson, God, I'm Benny. But Parkinson, Par- I'd rather have Rowett than Parkinson. David Moyes for me from uh, Steve <laughs> Steve Gerrard ST1. He does. I, I, I might have to Steve, check. Though. I might have to check this uh, account here. It seems like a 
No, Huddersfield Town fan. No, he's a good lad. He's Steve. He's a, yeah, great friend of ours. Uh, David uh, Moyes isn't going to come here, is he? I know what he means in terms of very experienced football man who knows how to manage a club. How on much do you want to get back into the management? That's the thing, though, isn't it? He's if his CV landed at your desk, he'd be like, oh, my word. He'd but, probably get paid just as much doing his bit on Sky and Talk. Yeah, and part of me wonders if he'll want a job in China or, you know, kind of that yeah. kind of football now because they love, like, taking ex-Premier League. But he's, he yeah. makes a valid point. I know people look at David Moyes and go, no way, David Moyes, but... The job he did at West Ham, despite being boring, was was reasonably pretty good. And there's a good. He's right in what he says. There's a good, experienced football man there who knows how to run a football club. Uh, Stephen Wright says I'd like Hewton, but probably won't happen. Uh, Four Candle says Adkins or Parky aren't bad choices. Both decent jobs where they're being. Cowleys would be expensive. Uh, not sure where would the, whether they'd leave Lincoln. Up the town, Rob says I know it's impossible, but Jerry Murphy. I don't think Jerry's uh, going <laughs> be to be good for a win back. against Leeds, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. we'll get him in for Derby. Dave, Dave Herbert says Hubert. Uh, Hubert Herbert says Hewton, Karanka, or the Cowley brothers in that order. We can't appoint Hudson and uh, Alan. Alan Lee, nineteen. He wants Hewton, uh, but we'll get Parkinson or Adkins. Parkinson. After they, they never turned up. I, I, was, I know. Maybe you should get over that. But come on, man. He turned us. He didn't even come. Well, he, he rang up the night before. That was more Ken Davy than a weapon. Yeah, though. maybe so. But I mean, they, they'd arranged yeah. the conference and they just didn't cancel it. Yeah. And then it's so just... uninspiring. But then you could say quite a few of them have been read out or not. So the thing yeah. is, his stocks improved massively despite Bolton going down, and because obviously the obvious yeah, issues that they've had there. there so he's walked out a bit of a kind of legend, really. I think he's played it clever, to be honest. As Parkinson there probably has. Anthony O'Neill says he'd never want Karanka. He's lost the dressing room at two last. Two or three yeah. clubs. Um, he's he's yeah. mentioned Gary we're Rowan. good at doing that. We're his last manager. So yeah, yeah. Josh Phillips it's... says Hewton has got a proven track record of success everywhere he's been. Filling that Gary Rowett. Oh, if we could get him, yeah. Well, uh, Terrier Pete says uh, he's not overly enthusiastic by the list so far. Um, yeah, I'm. We are Matt. <laughs> Miles Dixon says looking at a lot of previously relegated teams that have struggled. Mm. Should the current position have been expected, and should the expectation have been set at just not going down again? Possibly, but I think I think a lot of people have been disappointed if we'd have said at the start of the season we're just concentrating on not getting relegated again. Yeah, I think the big thing is because obviously we've well, had the same tonight, but, but there's been five games, obviously including the cup one, and you're kind of retaking. Because uh, funny, I've done a little bit for plug it now, but Sky Sports website probably on at the weekend. But they asked me, says kind of now have you readjusted your kind of sights? Well, my sights were on ninth, and I'm kind of thinking now the ship's so rocky then. My, yeah, even after five games, I'm readjusting. Give me a, a solid 13th, 14th place finish. But if we'd have said that when we were 2 0 up at Wolves, if you said, right, we'll be happy to finish 14th season after, you'd be like, shut up. But yeah, it's all, that's just where I am with it. It's all confusing, really. Okay, so we'll just round up the last one. So, again, thanks for everybody that's, that's tweeted and, and got in touch with us. So, just to finish off here, we'll go with. South CD says the Cowley brothers. He's mentioned Stendhal as a good chance and uh, Honus as an outside choice, but I'm not sure that'll that'll happen. Someone else has has mentioned Kuko Ziganda. I think you could probably fill people in more with your love of Spanish football, uh, Cosy, the Bilbao manager. I yeah, don't, I don't think that that sounds unlikely to me. But no, no I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you mentioned the kind of language there, but obviously Bielsa's not doing it kind of a bad job on that as well. One thing he would do is make us more organised than that as well and he would have us, uh, you know, playing better football. But yeah, it's a bit, again, it's 
I suppose you could say any manager is kind of a, a random pick, but it's, I think we just need tried and trusted. So if it were like a game of manager, guess who I'd be flipping quite a lot of these uh, faces down on the board and uh, probably be left with Atkins staring at me and a Hilton, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah well, not, not unfortunately, because that'd be someone we'd yeah. like, but... Say totally random, nothing to do with manager, but Mounier not on a bench last night. You've got to wonder if he's kicked his he's last ball for us. Yeah, I think he's. I'm expecting off. a chance for soon the European team or something. I'd be but sad because you were looking at the game last night against mm. Cardiff and you were thinking we can't, you know, yeah. Pritchard Grant can't hold the ball up. The ball's yeah. coming back constantly, coming back. At who us, else have we pressure. got? I know we only play one up, but I mean, obviously Karuma. But who else have we got? Like as a forward, no. that's what I mean. Colin and us. Kachunga, but <sighs> yeah, that's yeah. about it. Isn't Move it, on. So. <laughs> Yeah, so thanks to Bronte Terrier, who's a, who mentioned anybody with a proven track record, and Rochdale Terrier says someone who knows the championship inside or out, like Adkins, Rowett, or Hewton. So thanks to everybody that's that's got in touch there as well. So uh, one other person that got in touch um, who is not here tonight because he is a massive whopper is Neil Wayne, and he's he's all, what Neil said is uh, for the manager, someone who's experienced in the championship, good with youth as well. Uh, as I think that will be vital. So with a lot of the signs we've made of people sort of between the ages of 20 and 23, someone who can bring those through, somebody who can play more than one way and adapt to different teams, etc. And and also, more importantly, plays Terence Congolo at centre-back. It's just back. so frustrating, Matt, though, because I'm not just saying after the long man show, you pick your back issues of the pod, but in January last year, we were down when we appointed Siva. We should have been thinking of this to ready to rumble in you know, this season. I just can't believe we're... We've got to do all this to find us, you know, it just, it needed experience then. I am not just saying it now. I said it at the time and so frustrating that, you know, it's, it's ended like, it's almost like we've, we've been promoted from League One, just finding us feet and it should never have been like that. But it is what it is, as I say. Edge of the box, a header clear by Capu and Watford will chase out. The pass was in there. Here's Zanka to turn it into the pass. Yes! yes! And Tomlin scored! <laughs> Tomlin has scored one of the most important goals of Huddersfield Town's history. It's a big, big brick in the wall of Huddersfield Town's determination to stay in the Premier League. Yeah, so there is a, an article. So over the last two years, Cosy, there's a sports witness that have done some decent well, I say decent, but I've done some accurate articles on honors over the last few years. They seem to have broken a few things, and they've they've just brought out a, a story that says we, we've just mentioned Kuku 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 Zaganda. So there's a few strange strange quotes coming out. So it's, it just says, according to AS, Zaganda has been living in England up until April, where he was preparing to manage this side of the channel, wanting to try a new adventure after his time at Bilbao. It's explained Huddersfield will be a first, a major first challenge in his English career, and the Spanish outlet explains that there are more names beside those of Carranca and Zaganda being considered, and the club's board plan to meet with them and make a decision. So that's another one that seems to have have, have come up again, Kuko Zaganda. I think um, the yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, people looking at the Bielsa template out there, and specifically a lot in common, obviously Bill Bow and Basque and what have you. But does he play the same way? Not really, no. Uh, but they do. Organ- he just organise them very well as as well. He doesn't... Uh, he won't duck any conversations I'll say in the dressing room, really, and that as well. And, uh, yeah, a bit of an hero up there. But, yeah, he's very similar template to Bielsa, I've got to be honest. But 
again, we're in gamble territory, aren't we really there? Mm. Lindelof misses his header. De Quattro's in. Round De Gea. 2-0 Huddersfield Town. 2-0 Huddersfield Town. A defensive slip by Lindelof. And Laurent De Quattro, the build. Big, big Belgian striker for Huddersfield Town. Has taken his chance. And how? 2-0. Town lead Manchester United. So we'll move on to, to Reading. So what, what, what are you expecting to see on Saturday against Reading? A lot of empty seats. <laughs> to put, uh, I'd like to see Fraser Campbell, but Hudson would, have the balls to stick him on, you know, kind of start. I'd love to see Campbell and Grant go, you know, up the top. After last night, uh, Matt, I don't know what you felt, but I just feel there's uh, places to play. Where were they? Carby last night, were he injured or just... No, just... Preferred Mbenza, haven't you? Yeah. But, I mean, you can't see Mbenza starting after what he did last night, can you? And that as well. So, Johnny Hogg, uh, Bakuna. The trouble is you're just swapping the same deck chairs, aren't you, on the Titanic? What would what would you do, mate? Well, I genuinely don't know. I'd, I'd, you know that I'm not a fan of Hadda Janai. I'd attempted to put someone else at right back but who do you put right back Bokon didn't really do well against Lincoln um, Bakuna has made an awful start to the season uh, I want Terence Congo at centre back but that is, is Jaden Brown ready to play left back um, there's a lot of questions but the back four I think is is the first first thing that we need to to get set really um, or the back three so the wingers are performing that poorly Grant needs help up front. Do you go three five two? That's that's the other thing. Pritchard then has more support around him as well. So three five two is a temptation for me, but then we don't really have a natural left wing back either. So it's it's there's a lot of things you could do, but there's not a lot of things that you could say with absolute certainty we should do. If you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just kind of sorry. Just go back to Zagana. We're just kind of on there. That a bit of a similar kind of a when we receive it on Wagner really because he coached uh, Bilbao Athletics so it's kind of their B team and to great heights was in the club brought through loads of players because obviously they currently have Bass players there so it's massively important he brought through quite a few so he did that but once he kind of you know coached the uh, kind of first team he didn't go you know the best in that as well but he's still a bit of a club legend for the players that he kind of brought through and uh, you know kind of the B team so I suppose you would be looking at a, maybe a similar template to uh, you know what we've had before so but I think he's, he's wanting to broaden his horizons in Europe so would be unlikely but interesting what you should say there but yeah going back to Reading I just think it's a well we just need to win whatever it takes however scrappy it is you know I just think the crowd just want to see a bit of excitement really and that you know people playing some you know some nice passing some front foot football I'd It'll be interesting. See, I'd like to see O'Brien brought back in. Uh, a bit unlucky, I think, to be kind of left out, but maybe just give him a bit of a breather. They played kind of a, f- a few games, but I don't know. It's uh, on last night's evidence, and this is evidence. Johnny Ogg won't get in my starting lineup, but you can't drop everyone, mate, can you? <laughs> no, because others have got to come in. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, it's a tough one, but. There's a chance against Reading that we can get, you know, Reading, I saw little bits against Cardiff, they beat Cardiff, did they beat 2-3-0? Yeah, they should have beat West Brom last night, they got a late goal, I think there's a card, I got one off the bench for West Brom, but I think Reading were good from what I've heard last night, so 
again, I don't think it'll be uh, an easy game. I think naturally you just think Reading, they've not, you know, it's one that we can win, but championship football, isn't it? And that as well, anyone, uh, you know, can beat anyone. Yeah, they don't look a bad side. <laughs> they didn't look a bad side, so it's not going to be an easy game, but it's, it's something we could potentially, it's one we can potentially win. So let's, let's hopefully go out on a on a good note here and, and hopefully let's see for something a bit different on Saturday a good response and hopefully three points yeah just have a look at their team uh, anyone that stands out Yeadom I think he wanted you right back at Barnsley. Barnsley a bit and that as well but apart from that I'm really struggling a lot. John Swift I like John Swift yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Swift there at the back you've got Michael Morrison he's been around a bit hasn't he uh, Pushkas Sheffield uh, Wednesday in, yeah. yeah a lot of uh, names Richards let's have a look at him Omar Richards, not heard of him before, but yeah, don't look to me any names. Is it Luke Moore they've got there? Uh, Liam Moore. Three yeah. Sorry, Liam Moore, yeah. Yeah, three centre-backs. Yeah, according to this, that's a site doing my great research here, Matt, just <laughs> off the app, just flown up there. They played a 3-5-2 last night, and uh, yeah, apparently yeah, they were unlucky, really. Had, yeah, 10 five, five attempts, so... To come with that formation that causes issues, but God, whatever it takes, wouldn't it be nice just to be walking out of there ten to five Saturday with with three points? Because the longer it goes on, this it's people are going to be just panicking, and maybe a new manager or someone. It'd be interesting, I think, in the stands as well, won't it? Mister Chicken and his uh, photographers might be having a fun day. <laughs> just seeing, because because anyone, God, if you were going for a job, mate, you'd be there, wouldn't you, on Saturday? Yeah, unless you're Martin Allen in it, wearing your gardening clothes <laughs> in, the, in, the, in, the, the in the peacock on his third yeah. pint. All right, lads. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll call it an end there. Thanks for everybody for getting in touch and we'll, we'll speak to you again next week. Cheers. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the flame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Pate's got a chance and he scores! Jack Pate scores! Heffel is in there! Schmidt scores for Field Town! 3-2 Town! Forrest Sherry, Danny Ward saves! Danny Ward saves! The is in, round the hair! 2-0 Huddersfield Town! Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now 
by the McDonald's app. Ewan. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.